Friends and neighbors, you're listening to Portland from the left. My name's Josh. I use he and him pronouns. And I'm Piper. I use she, her pronouns. And today we are with someone who we will refer to as the canvasser. Um, Could you please introduce yourself? Yes. Hi. I am just, you know, the canvasser. Uh, (laughs) uh, I use uh, she, her pronouns. And yeah, the... And C are capitalized. <laughs> Josh, why did we invite uh, the canvasser here to talk to us today? So last time we talked about the uh, recall petition for Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler. And just to bring everybody back to the scene of the crime, um, right now in Portland, Oregon, we've got a mayor in place who illegally loaned himself $150,000, barely squeaking by to get uh, reelected with 19,000 votes over a much more progressive opposition and that person is currently in office and spent uh, all, most of the last year and a half assaulting and attacking our friends uh, who were out in the streets protesting for civil rights. So we have a recall petition, and we talked about it a little bit last week. It's actually not going super well. Um, it doesn't have the signatures it needs. It's going to be over in just a few weeks. Um, so things aren't looking super good for the uh, petition to succeed and get enough signatures, but... Um, we're super hyped about the people that are trying to get signatures and trying to talk to people about this evil mayor. So that's kind of setting the scene a little bit about the recall petition and then also mm-hmm. our position on it. Like, um, we're, we're a little bit sad, but also like we're trying to figure things out. And, um, yeah, that's where, uh, you come in canvasser. So tell me, why did you get involved? Like, like what, what was your kind of thinking process with the recall petition in particular? Were you like, um, a, a signature gatherer from, from birth. And that's just like what you've always done. <laughs> yeah. So actually, uh, funny enough, I, uh, had some previous experience, uh, working on some canvassing, uh, in Portland, especially, um, I, a couple years back, you know, when we were gathering signatures, um, for the environmental packs relating to and pushing for the styrofoam, and, um, you know, disposable, whatever, to-go containers, uh, that ban that took place a couple years back, we um, canvassed for that in Portland, but that was not just canvassing, we were also asking for money, which is a way harder mm. ask, um, and frankly, I was terrible at it back then, um, <laughs> I, you know, I was a little bit of a newer Oregon resident, so, like, a lot less well-versed on kind of the you know, the minutia of weird local politics and, you know, the amount of incredibly strong opinions that Portlanders have on things as, uh, you know, you don't really think about often, like, you know, the city charter. Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was rough at it then for that, but also asking for money is infinitely more difficult. Um, And so when I recognized that, the recall campaign was offering a paid positions and I was very poor and unemployment stopped. Um, <laughs> we love paid positions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and also that uh, I could decide my own hours, which is extra fun. And that I would have a nice little kind of recourse for my extreme and deep seated hatred for Ted Wheeler. Plus I didn't have to, you know, ask people to scrounge their couch cushions to hand me quarters um, to recall. him. <laughs> It seemed to be just like, okay, I could probably do better this way. Mm -hmm. So you were talking about when you were um, asking people for money, that that you also encountered people having very strong opinions about other things like the city charter. Mm -hmm. How does that compare your experience then with canvassing for Ted 
to recall Ted Wheeler? Like, what are, what are people saying to you? What is, what is it like? Oh, there's all sorts of wild, wild people in this city. And it does (laughs) vary uh, greatly depending on neighborhood. Um, The first day that I was supposed to canvas, um, I was informed that it's best to get, you know, 15 signatures an hour at least. Um, The bare minimum is like eight uh, before an area or zone is kind of deemed just not productive and not worth, you know, whatever my hourly wage is. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I was stationed outside of the Whole Foods in Northwest, right off Burnside there. And wow, yeah, that was bad. People were angry. Um, there's also a fair amount of tourists over there. So people that can't actually sign the petition because they're not registered to vote in this city. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of Northwestern residents are very much friends with Ted (laughs) or have like a strange parasocial relationship with the mayor because he lives, you know, or has lived in that area. Interesting. And so they get offensive very quickly. Also, we get a lot of people that say, you know, why aren't you recalling Joanne? And why aren't you recalling Kate Brown? And why aren't you recalling Mike Schmidt? And I'm like, honestly, fair points. We can talk about that. My t-shirt literally says, total recall (laughs) so i don't know how much more clear i can make that to you that i'm not a fan of any of these politicians and that (laughs) frankly you know as an anarchist uh working in a field relating and pushing for democracy (laughs) um, i am all for just hearing people's wild takes on these things really i want to hear your elevator pitch but i also want to hear like the difference between your elevator pitch and the reason you want to recall Ted Wheeler. And are they, are they the same? <laughs> no, there's a, there's a script, you know, that we're, uh, we're told to stick to. And it's, you know, it's one that I guess, you know, some testing has seen as most productive because um, it initiates conversation with someone that you're talking to without immediately saying like, you know, fuck Ted Wheeler uh, over the, just screaming that in public. Um, but the script is, um, are you a local voter? You pause and wait for a response. And would you have you signed yet the petition to recall Mayor Ted Wheeler over his inaction on homelessness and police accountability? <laughs> Interesting. Nice and vague. Um, you can get you know the NIMBYs in on that. You can get uh, you know the ACAB crowd in on that. Gang gang. <laughs> you can get, yeah, the soft libs in on that. Um, there's mm-hmm. you know a pretty solid pitch that works for a lot of people, but. If that doesn't work or because it's pretty wordy and most people just don't respond or look at you because they don't want to look at someone holding a clipboard. Mm -hmm. That's when I usually just go with, uh, especially when a very busy space, like a farmer's market where there's a lot of moving people, no one really stopping to look at me specifically. That's when I just say that, do you want to get Ted Wheeler out of office? Do you hate Ted Wheeler? Sign this. (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's it. But my, I mean, the reason that I want to see Ted gone is because I think he is a cowardly and spineless um, little man who has never really had to work at anything before. And now that he has to, really, because the city is facing a lot of problems that need genuine hard work, um, and probably not from any sort of leader, um he is kind of in a crisis of just, you know, oh, I thought that this is what the, I was owed as a rich white guy. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that. Not to mention that, you know, seeing him get tear gassed was, you know, allegedly in person is its own kind of sweet joy that I'll never forget. But um, actually reminding him that his life is not some weird moment to get back at like the bad orange president 
or to do any sort of weird liberal posturing. That he's actually responsible for a city right now, and he needs to act like it. You know, I just want to see him suffer. I want to see him in pain. <laughs> I totally validate that, and just want to take a moment and say that, like, it's okay to feel that. Not that you need my permission, but also, like, I fucking feel like that. Yeah. this fucking guy's response. I literally got shot by police. Yeah. I'm fucking a forty year old, whatever middle aged dad dude. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't be sh- getting shot by police. Nobody should be getting shot by police. But why did I get shot by police? Yeah. This is not my fault. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just the amount of like mutual aid efforts that I've had to, mm-hmm. I've seen so many people and myself like step up and actually take care of. I just think of all of the work that people have put in over the almost five years now that we've had Ted in office and how he has done mm-hmm. and it's not fair or right. Yeah, that's a really interesting contrast, just thinking about how much work um, just regular people have had to do because of his failures. And do and redo, right? Because we've seen like, you know, um, just uh, thinking about the mutual aid situation down in front of the Justice Center last summer um, and how often it had to get recreated out of nothing because, you know, the cops came through and tear gassed everything, tear gassed all the food, um, literally defining like the flavor of a particular form of like ribs like for a few weeks, like no, it's um, I just I really can't stand the sight of him generally, and you know, I mean, what was the latest picture of him playing pool last night at some bar with no mask on? Mm-hmm. Um, I just like to think that you know, at least from my stance, if I see someone, if I see him out in public, like it's just an immediate combative kind of attitude. If I and you know that the crowd back then was just it was a very diverse group of people, and it was not a lot of people that would immediately see the mayor and be like hands on sight. It was a lot of people that would uh, you know hand him a microphone and give him a platform to speak um, his cowardly little little words. <laughs> Piper, do you think we're in a different place now as far as a city? Because like that, that's um, what, maybe early July, late June last year? If, if you're calling shots, if you're, if you're looking at things and evaluating things, do you think we're like in a different place broadly, like as far as the mayor goes? Do you think like there's basically the same vibe going on as far as support and stuff? Where, where do you think everybody's at? I don't, I don't think it's the same. I don't know the numbers, but um, there's... I think a lot more people learned that he was terrible, mm-hmm. but then also there was a contingent of people who were like, they really don't want to consider politicians when it's not election season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a burden upon them. <laughs> that, that has me imagining like Biden voters dodging signature gatherers being like, listen, I already did my part. Yeah. It's a lot of right? that. I voted blue. <laughs> it is a lot of that. I think it's yeah, kind of a fair split. Like you're saying Piper in terms of what I've seen, canvassing is you know they're the people that you know know the details of the city charter they're the people that you know have hated joanne's entire political career and can recite that to you our conversation is kind of like oh wow somebody finally gave me the microphone to you know go on my anti-government or anti-local government spiel at long last and then they'd go on a tirade for like 10 minutes that i could have been gathering signatures from literally anyone else um (laughs) As well as the people Mm. that when they hear me say, are you a local voter? They respond with, oh, yeah, I'm already registered. And I'm like, that's not what I'm asking here. Like, listen with your ears and (laughs) hear me when I say that you can be doing Mm -hmm. more than the weird, apathetic, like, probably mail-in thing that you did last November, maybe. 
Well, so the fun detail on that is that a lot of these, like I refer to them as kind of the higher ups at the, um, I think it's the anti-authoritarian practice that's embedded in my soul. But um, <laughs> you mean the bosses? Yeah, yeah, the the big bosses at Total Recall uh, who are just lib yuppies. Like that's expected. It's it's again like a very democratically oriented crowd. You know, these people have a lot of experience canvassing and like you know implementing canvassing campaigns, but um, they're all often and have been for like local environmental causes and things like. Hmm. Or just give me your money, or like you can just be a signature on a like a change.org petition, basically. You don't need to be a local Portland voter. And then to some degree, the canvassing experience on like Cooch and Burnside is going to be like almost part of the Portland tourist experience of like, oh wow, we're in Portland now. There's like a bunch of people out here that actually care about the world. Interesting. <laughs> What do you think about that? I, it's a strange. I mean, politics is kind of always going to be commodified, especially you know West Coast politics, where you know you have, there's a lot of transplants out here from other states, you know, that are fighting for very serious issues. Um, you know, and obviously Ted has committed some fucking war crimes. But you know, if I were to if I had come from say Texas, I would keep my voter registration in Texas, hands down. <laughs> Uh, rather than switched it here if I were to move out here for, you know, say as a young adult, which is a most Portland people um, mm-hmm. that have come out here recently. You know, so there are folks that politics is always going to kind of be a strange game that way. But the fact that we have been commodified as part of the, the Portland image is like you go to the PSU farmer's market and there's eight people with clipboards down there. You know, that's just part of the experience of that farmer's market. And it does feel like I'm, we're performing a little bit, you know? <laughs> I also wonder, I'm just testing a theory. So like, uh, canvasser, tell me if this makes any sense. Um, I get the sense that Portlanders are very good about the pandemic compared to other places. This is very true. Um, and that the suburban <laughs> folks, not so much. Mm-hmm. So I wonder... If right now we maybe have a higher percentage of suburban folks out and about than usual. I would, I, I think there's probably some validity there, yes. I mean, I I had a, uh, a death of a family, so I traveled this summer um, to my home state. And I mean, it's it wasn't amazing in terms of like mask wearing period. And I was very refreshed to come back to Portland and be like, okay, wow. You know, like we actually got pretty high vaccination stats and um, at least in comparison with the rest of the country and, you know, people that actually do wear masks, even if they are like eating or drinking inside or something, they do the whole like, Oh, I'll only take it off. if I'm having a sip of my beer thing. Rule followers. So, you know, the people that are coming out to, you know, say like a farmer's market or something like that are probably, yeah, no, like Hillsborough voters, Milwaukee voters mm-hmm. that can't actually participate in this, but are damn happy to be in public. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of curious, kind of coming back to something you said earlier, where um, canvassing sort of gave you a chance to vent your frustration. I wonder, like... Is that working? Like, because I know you have to, you have to be on, you have to um, talk, you have your script that you mentioned, which apparently they tested in some way. Like, how, how does it just feel? Yeah, I mean, we, the script is there to kind of, you know, you lay the groundwork. And if someone's interested in signing it, they're probably going to immediately fire back 
with a, either a reason they hate Ted Wheeler or just like enthusiasm towards it. Mm-hmm. Through that, you can kind of get to know someone very quickly. Um, I've had people that are just, you know, the NIMBYs and like apparently soulless asshole Karens that will just say like, oh my God, there's so many houseless people, or, you know, they say home- homeless people living in the street and the streets like smell like shit and like <laughs> there's needles everywhere and like I can't even take my kids into Laurelhurst Park because now they're camping inside the park instead of on the street outside the park. And I'm like, well, where did you think they'd go <laughs> when you push them off the street? outside of Laurelhurst they're probably going to go to Sunnyside and inside of Laurel anyway you can find out a lot about someone very quickly based on how they respond to the initial kind of question I usually try to kind of play it safe I'm not going to be like openly wearing my cute iron front earrings when I'm canvassing <laughs> um, and so I'll, I'll very heavily rely on the point about Ted um, you know ending the trial period for the Portland Street Response Program because that is a point that a lot of NIMBYs can get behind it you know, ACAB folks can get behind it. Blue Lives Matter folks can get behind it because they think that cops shouldn't have to deal with all these gross homeless people in their exact words. Portland Street response is a nice middle ground of like, here was an ex- in a perfect opportunity for Ted to do something right. And he very much chose not to. And I try to kind of play it safe that way. But the second anyone looks young or queer, or has a cute tattoo, a neon colored mullet, I can usually just be like, listen, fuck Ted Wheeler, this dude sucks. Like, fuck that guy, all cops are bastards, get on this shit, please tell your friends. (laughs) And how does that feel when you get- So much better. (laughs) When you get to have that kind of an interaction. (laughs) So much better, like, it just makes my life feel infinitely easier of I don't have to, like, be playing customer service role while also canvassing. Oh, that's a good, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, it's very much like placating the needs of someone who, you know, at any second can decide, like, oh, actually, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm, I'm really into this. And often people have their opinions very fully mm-hmm. formed way before they ever see me. <laughs> yeah, you're pitching them on something that they have already made up their mind about, probably, yep. if if they can even sign yep. it. And then also you're trying to like angle yourself to be on their side, not knowing, you know, it's a sales technique, of course, but like it's such a I think that's a lot of maybe what Piper and I are trying to do here is try to be, just be honest. So fucking tired of like copying for people or like mm-hmm. whatever. It's just like fuck, dude. Can we just be frank? Like Joanne Hardesty is seems strategically inept, even though her politics are good. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. We don't have to like it's not feelings, it's just power and we're trying to do better. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, Mike Schmidt, no complaint at my arrest, but like dude still fucking sucks. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's entirely infuriating to kind of coast the very fine line though of like just reading someone based on very the very few words that they'll you know say of, about Ted Wheeler of just okay I hate him because he's not requiring cops to get vaccinated but I still support cops and it's just like there are so many nuances to like a reason that someone can have to hate Ted because there are so many mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> kind of navigating that path and not wanting to make them feel alienated from the recall effort uh, when I'm clearly you know getting their signature because I'm, I need it we need it and I'm getting paid for it. Right. Uh, it's, it changes things a bit, but that's why, you know, in certain neighborhoods, I feel a lot more comfortable. Northeast 33rd was wonderful. Anything, uh, East makes me happy. Deep East makes me very, very happy to be in. (laughs) 
there are so many people out there and yeah, there's also right wingers out there and you know what? They hate Ted too. And they think he's a spineless coward because he hasn't murdered every single Antifa in Portland. The spineless coward thing totally has me, um, uh, remembering that, um, early on, uh, when the recall petition was kind of first, uh, initiating and getting organized and stuff, I, I kept thinking that the pitch just seems so easy. And the reason why I didn't get more involved earlier on with the recall p- campaign was just, it seemed like very like, there's there's like so few people in Portland that would support him. Yeah. But um you know I say that but also you you know I've heard a real actual, you know, anecdotal but still experience from you where like you you've heard from lots of people that, you know, at some level whether that's because they're yuppie and they don't know better or because they actually support his policies because they made him a couple million dollars in some real estate deal you don't know about. Exactly. Like there are there are people that support Ted. Um no matter what the percentages are, even if there there's only a few of them, there are people that support Ted, yeah. but there's, there's a, a broad coalition. There's like a very easy case to make against him. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that not only that the case wasn't very clear, um, which is kind of something we talked about on the previous episode, that um, it seems according to the journalistic output about the recall petition, that the, um, the idea was that it wasn't clear. Uh, why they, uh, the recall pack wanted to recall Ted Wheeler. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't a specific case and it's like, it's very like, you know, I've, I've, I've said it on Twitter 17 times a day for the last six months. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's a very, it's a sentence you could get away with. Yeah. Um, and so, and then hearing you talk about like the people all over town in all the different pockets that um, not only uh, already agree, but also need to hear what Ted Wheeler has been doing with their resources. Mm-hmm. Like uh, for some people, you know, people are dealing with a pandemic. Life is busy. Um, not everybody has all day to watch city council meetings. And so like, there's so many people that uh, obviously um, care about what's going on with their neighbors, but uh, have no fucking idea who the city council members are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are, are people that either, you know, need to have access to those education resources, which recall could have provided uh, probably a lot better. I mean, mm-hmm. that there, you know, the pitch was so unclear, um, was intentional, which is that, you know, we need to keep this kind of, right, of multi-partisan, course. you know, we need to have cops that feel like Ted has mm-hmm. screwed, made their lives harder, um, sign this, which like Jesus, the fact that a cop may have signed my petition mm-hmm. at some point makes my skin crawl, but, sorry, sorry but, um, <laughs> wait, Sorry, but uh, how many, what percent of cops live in Portland? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the odds are slim. So that's reassuring. Oh, I'm not doubting you. I'm just doubting tailoring a message. Right, yeah, you're talking about like 17 people. (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember the actual. I think it was like maybe 100 (laughs) out of the like thousand or so they had before. Yeah. Percentage like that. But yeah, Yeah. you just randomly happened upon one of them. It's like, Jesus, what fucking terrible luck. God, I mean, knowing me, maybe, but, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, there's, there's that, there's the, there's right wingers that feel like, you know, Ted is just like too blue and Trump said that Ted sucks. So they should probably get in on this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many brown people, black people in North and East Portland that their voices have not been heard on this. And they have been a more victimized by the police than any other, uh, demographic in the city and Ted is our police commissioner and they probably don't, they cannot even know that that's not clear. You know, that is not yeah, absolutely. we lead with often. Um, and there are so many folks that just need to have their voices heard on it. And they kept the message really vague on that because then it kind of leaves it up to say a canvasser 
to tailor that message based on the interaction, based on how someone looks, how they, you know, respond when I ask them of how they feel about Ted Wheeler. And they expect a lot of the legwork to be done on that end of things, which is tricky. <laughs> Some of the distinctions that are hard to make uh, are things like, um, you know, Ted Wheeler is a person that frequently says Black Lives Matter at meetings and stuff and like partners with quote unquote civil rights organizations and whatever. So if you're not paying attention, if if you're looking at the news after work and you kind of are mm-hmm. only half paying attention, um, your your perspective on him may not be that he's actually this weird law and order um mayor and also police commissioner that um, has actually been the only person in the way of civil rights in Portland right now. Police are leaving the city to get out of the way for justice to happen for that, that those funds to be spent to helping people instead of hurting them. But um, Ted as the commissioner hasn't done anything. He hasn't made any moves. Um, You know, at least we're getting some of the cops to run away, Mm -hmm. but fucking Ted's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Top cop. He, uh, that's the one thing that I, you know, have tried to push the most is that at least with my time, uh, with recall is that we need to be addressing people that don't live in the downtown core that don't go to the downtown core. Cause frankly, I've lived in Portland for a while right. and before protests were a very big deal. Same. I never went downtown because there was no need for me to ever be there. Absolutely. People live in their neighborhoods. Like it's, it's, you know, for me, technically the, the downtown core is kind mm-hmm. of a neighborhood, but that's also, again, I'm a pedestrian. I don't walk, yeah. I walk everywhere, blah, blah, blah. Um, I know all, all of my friends live in their neighborhoods. Like when I say, where'd you go? They say like, you know, the bar down the street, they go to the movie place that's close by or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that's one of the things yeah. that makes Portland amazing is we have all these cool neighborhoods where you can just live and be and like exist. But it doesn't work yeah. when you've got a mayor that's, that's running cops in the neighborhoods, tear gassing people and, and having them chase after us and then setting like other neighbors as vigilantes because I wear too much black or whatever. Like it just doesn't work like that. That Ted Wheeler cares about the image of this city more than he cares about the people that live in it. Mm-hmm. And that has impacted you in this way and you in this way and your neighbors housed and unhoused in this way. And people are usually most receptive to that of he is just truly putting on a front of what the city is and he wants tourist money and no one in Portland really likes tourists. (laughs) That works pretty okay. (laughs) If the recall recall doesn't work and get on the ballot, um, are there, is there anything you still, is there any benefit to doing what you're doing Um, on its own? Well, I have a job. There's that. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That is good. I'm glad. I, I can, yeah, uh, rental assistance is really taking its sweet time these days. So, you know, I've got a job and a place to live. So that's great. I do think there is a lot of value in talking to people. In the way that I talk to them, there is a lot of, I'll put it kindly, bullshitting. But I have met in the past X amount of time of working for this recall campaign, a very, very diverse group of Portlanders who have a lot of opinions. And these are people that I never would have engaged with prior who have thoughts that either are vastly different or somewhat similar than my own. And it really has drove home for me, at least, how much diversity exists ideologically in this city. And it does make us kind of a a breeding ground for, um, you know, right-wing protests and counter-protests. And uh, we have a very rich anti-fascist history, but... 
it is really interesting to actually get to know people and hear their thoughts on this and educate people in the very minimal conversations that I can have with them. And I think there's a lot there. Um, but the education factor is something recall could have and should have pushed harder. And it will bother me for a while that that didn't happen. When you say the education factor, I know you mentioned before you thought they could send more about like, you know, just like what did Ted Wheeler do? They could have sent it out. Like what, what in particular do you want to tell Portlanders? Like if you, if you got to make your own script or your own flyer for a recall, like what do you want to tell East Portlanders or just people that you're out talking to? Yeah, I would say that, you know, Ted has probably disappointed you and made your life harder in ways that we can't even truly quantify. But the amount of human suffering that we've seen in the last year of this pandemic, year and a half now, Jesus, um, has been amplified by his apathy towards the city and his self-centeredness and just the absolute misuse of public resources that we are all contributing to every day that we work and live in this city. 